Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's very special edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosarge, and as always, my co-host, Shane P. Hello, Shane, two special guests with us tonight, Draft Countdown's own Pigskin Paul and the godfather of Draft Countdown himself, Scott Wright, there you go. the co-founder of Next Gym, joining us. He's coming in. This is the what we call the annual Senior Bowl Grapeco party because, well, I came along with you guys, uh, what, about eight years ago now, and y'all were drinking Grapeco, eating pizza and tacos and everything else, and it was just great. The Friday night before the Senior Bowl, talking draft and talking Senior Bowl and everything, it was just it was a really good time. So I, I for anybody that might be new listening tonight, what is the significance of Grapeco specifically for you, Scott, and you, Shane? Yeah, well, look, we can, we can, Scott, Scott, you want, you want to run down the, the, the story, the history there? You can unmute and uh, let us know. Oh, he's, he's still, he's still, he's Somehow you cut All off. Right. There he is. Okay. <laughs> so the, the origin of Grapeco is we were down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Shane and I were covering the Senior Bowl. Pickskid Paul was down there. We were staying at different hotels. Shane and I were at one hotel and Paul was at, I can't remember, was it at like a, it wasn't like a fancy one. It was like a no. It was it I red think it or something. Comfort in or something. You know, yeah. and you were at the Ashbury, right? Yeah. So he just called over. You know, we're talking on the phone. And he's like, "Guys, I'm at the vending machine, and they've got something here called Grapeco." And Shane and I just were immediately fascinated just by the word. We're like, "Grapeco? What is that?" And uh, it just kind of became a uh, running joke and kind of inside joke. So when we started to do these get-togethers before the Senior Bowl and the eve of the Senior Bowl. We call it the Grapeco party, and um, and what Grapeco is for those who don't know is it's it's grape soda. It's just like a southern delicacy that you can only get in like kind of the southeast, I believe. Um, I can't get that in Minnesota, unfortunately. It's I'm just drinking, you know, it's like drinking like French wine in California or something. It's still good, but not the same, you know. It's just regular grape soda. But Brian and Ch- and Paul have the real thing. Yeah, I remember the uh, vending machine. It was it was just written on a piece of paper too, like no logo, yes, right? It yes, was one it of those just, like, is this no, real? Is this not real? Um, no picture of the can or anything like that. Just and I, hate like, to, I, hate to, I thought it was like an unlicensed like beverage or something. Exactly. Yeah. And I hate Moon to tell time. you, Brian, it, it was over ten years ago. Uh, I was going to say eight years sounded low. <laughs> eight years for me with you guys. No, no, no! I don't think so. I think it's silly. I think it's more. I, I, you, I, I think twenty thirteen. I think was well, when uh, we got maybe I've been going back. Is that is I've been credentialed now as actual credential media for eight years. So maybe it was like, look, yeah, man, it was. Got a, ain't ain't nobody got to date nobody here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Hey, I'm the old guy, and I don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think I, my, uh, my first senior ball was two thousand five. Wow. Cadillac nice. Williams, DeBrickashaw, Ferguson, John Gruden, coaching. John Gruden was Ronnie there. Was Ronnie Brown in that game too? Was yes, he was. Yes, he was. My first Senior Bowl was 1998. How old were you, Brian? High school. That was a great year. How old were you, Brian? My first Senior Bowl? No, no, 19, First start with 1998. How old were you? I was 19 years old. I was oh, you right were. out of high school. Oh, you were attending the Senior Bowl when you were a kid. You probably I seen your Senior Bowl. I attended my first Senior Bowl in 1987. Man, Cornelius Bennett played <laughs> in the Senior Alabama. Bowl that I went to. You know, back in those days, a lot of the stars did play if they got invited, and one of the reasons was 
And it was still that way when, and you know this, Brian, but when I went in 1998, every player on the winning team got $2,000 cash at the end of the week. And the players on the losing team got $1,000 in cash. And the overall game MVP got a car. They yes. drove the damn thing into the end zone at the end of the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. My, my first was 2010. Scott brought me down as uh, part of draft countdown. So, uh, yeah, so, so I've been, been going. Jake Walker, for, right? Was that the yeah. star of that one? Yeah, yeah. It, that, that was the, like, he, he, he was 2011. Yeah. That was the actual good quarterback class. It was like, that was Tim Tebow was 2010 was my first uh, experience. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm glad you brought a good up. good one. I'm glad yeah. you brought up Tim Tebow because what I'm about to say comes back to Tim Tebow. The last time the Senior Bowl sold out was when Tim Tebow played in the game. They just announced it five minutes ago. This year's game is a sellout. Now, All right. Love now, to hear that. Wait a minute. I hate now, to hold on, Paul. Don't shit on nobody's party. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we really believe that? I kind of believe it. I mean, it, tickets, yeah, but who they sell them to or did they give them away? Who cares? I mean, it'll be a fact half ball. 25,000 capacity sold for this game. Okay. And I predict that when the cameras scan the stands, it's going to look like there's 20, you know, 15,000 people there. <laughs> Brian Lamb says they may have to bring those payments back. That He's not wrong. But let's, let's, the, what we've done since we can't all get together, it seems anymore, because, you know, we've all, traveling and all that and i don't have to travel for this game so it's great we don't really get together on the friday night before the game anymore in person probably haven't done that in the last five years but we have what we have done is made this into a podcast and or video podcast and all that and we'll have it up audio as well but uh the last few years we've had a lot of fun making different predictions for the game and into the nfl season with these players so tonight we have we'll call them props, if you will, uh, without betting odds on them. We have maybe a little double digits here, predictions here, and Scott, got to lay you off the first two here because you're not deep into the prospects like. You're <laughs> so you 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 didn't come in with any preconceived notions about these players, so you can't really answer these first two questions. I so get a buy. You get a buy <laughs> on these first two. But just for an example, like last year, um, we had like surprise names in round one or whatever, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Shane actually nailed his, got it darn it right, ends up going ninth overall in the draft. You know, we we have over under a few over unders here. Now, there's a couple of them that no chance are going to be right because the offensive defensive rookie of the years aren't going to be in this game. For the most part, although either, although none of us guessed Puka Nakua last year, he could have got yeah pretty close. There you go. There you go. Uh, so anyway, let's let's get into it, and we'll start with this one: a player that you were lower on coming into the week, but leave Senior Bowl week higher on based off their practice performance. I'll start. I'll I'll take the first one here, and I, I guy I didn't maybe didn't even have a draftable grade on coming into this week, 
I think now maybe contends bottom top 100 or at the very least early day three. And that's Maryland offensive tackle Delmar Glaze. Absolutely loved his reps at offensive tackle this week. Great frame on him as well. And uh, just shut down the pass rush. Now, they tried him at guard, too. His reps there didn't go near as well as the ones on the outside. But I like Delmar Glaze a lot more, obviously, than I had coming in because I didn't really know him at all. There you go. That makes sense. No, it's a good one. Paul, you want to you go next? I can. Um, I, I didn't really have a clue, and I'm ashamed to say that, considering I was born and raised in New Hampshire. Dylan Labe from UNH, the running back with the A-plus receiving hands. Um, I think a lot of people were more familiar with him and had him reasonably rated, but I... I thought he had amazingly quick feet. He had the hands as advertised. And most of the time when he caught one of the passes, he got an, he got some good yards after catch. Um, I think the comp that I had and I heard some other people had was Danny Woodhead from Chandron State way back when. I come away from this game thinking that Dylan Lobby is a lot better than Woodhead was coming out of college. Wonder why they comp him to Danny Woodhead. <laughs> well, you know, short guy, small school. Yeah. Uh, he had one game against F FBS competition this year. And that was Central Michigan, and all he did Shane, was what go for two hundred ninety receiving yards or something like that. Yeah, just just break the single game receiving record for a running back. You know, uh, real easy to do against top competition. So. Um, no, I look, he, he was super impressive. I, I, this is one of the first years in a while. I feel like the running backs, I'm like, Oh, I'm actually like, actually was kind of impressed by them. Usually it's really hard to do a practice. Yeah, good, point. good point. Uh, I'm between two guys. I'll, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Gabe Hall, the defensive lineman for Baylor. He's a player two years That's ago. Good. I was kind of into. I didn't think he played very well this year for Baylor. The Baylor team was kind of a mess. No, nobody did this year. Right, right. Like, no one played well. But I mean, from from day day one, day two, Gabe Hall was blowing guys up, running guys back. I mean, the the you know in the run drills, he was uh, stout and breaking down that pocket, um, filling gaps. Like I was really impressed with some of the versatility and athleticism that Gabe Hall brought to the table. I had him borderline draftable, and now, uh, you know, similar to what Bryant said um, for Delmer Glaze, I, I think Gabe Hall played himself in early day three. Yep. Uh, I in the one on ones the first day on the 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 pass rush drills, it, he was just he was eating these guys up with the yeah. arm over swim move. And and we were like, and I think we even talked about it after that. It was so let's see what happens. You know, he 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 uh, didn't develop another move. <laughs> it didn't work out. But in the team drills, he was great though. The uh, otherwise, but the one on ones, he he didn't have that same success uh, the rest of the week. All right. So for every reaction, there must be an equal and opposite reaction. So who are we higher on? coming in that we're now lower on going out. Paul. I was very impressed during the 
regular college season with the play of Brandon Dorless from Oregon. He was 6'3", 290 pounds, looked like somebody that other than on the nose, you could move him around, play him maybe five technique here or there, uh, anything but the nose. And I'll blame his agent. It's an easy thing to do. But instead of 6'3", 290 pounds, he came here at 6'3", 272 pounds. And the rumor is that his agent and he got together and decided that if he could lose some weight and pick up some quicks, he'd be considered an edge player. And there's more money for an edge player and demand for an edge player. And I didn't see him do a damn thing all week long. Not a thing. I didn't see him make a tackle. I didn't see him win a one-on-one. He just, just like, just as you would expect, or at least I would expect, a guy loses 18 pounds and decides he's something he's never done before at the senior ball. I don't think so. Big mistake. Go back, Brandon, and gain some weight before the combine. A little tweenerish. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one, Paul. That, like I was super high on Doorless. I mocked him in some first rounds. I thought he could pull himself up. Yeah. There. Oh, this yeah. is. We'll, we'll see what the combine brings if they reverse course. Probably not, right? They're going to keep him light and try to keep the athleticism. It's like, ugh. Um, I, I have a couple here too. I'm, I'm going with a guy, Brian, we talked about on the podcast uh, earlier a couple days ago. Uh, Jordan Morgan, the offensive tackle from Arizona, is a player that I expected to come in, kind of show up, show he could be a first-round pick. He was on that borderline. And another another player just very meh, average, you know, got beat mm-hmm. multiple times by some players that I don't even know will get drafted. And so to, to me it was – Okay, this guy's awful, especially when a lot of other offensive tackles did really well this week and it boosted their stock. Morgan was one I thought hurt himself and probably pushed himself. You know, day two, I mean, he's still going to go relatively high, but um, uh, to, to me, I'm, I'm lower on him now than I was before. I like that one too. Yeah, too. I agree with you. I, uh, I'm i going to go with the guy I had as my number one safety coming in. He's not going to be my number one safety going out. And that's Miami's Cameron Kitchens. Rough, 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 rough going them one-on-ones. The more I watched the, the tape from the last couple of days, it, it didn't work out. He wasn't – and even in the team drills, he wasn't as aggressive as he looked on film at Miami tackling or, or, or getting to the ball here. I, I don't know. Maybe he just had an off week. Maybe not. Maybe he just isn't as good as what I thought he was. I'm not sure. But Cameron Kitchens uh, – He's going, he's going down my board a little bit. And I think you said, Shane, you didn't have a safety in your top or somebody knows uh, Daniel Jeremiah on the NFL network coverage. So he didn't have a safety in his top 50. That, that might be the case. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The safeties in general, it didn't exactly shine this week. I don't think. I mean, that's fair. It was like a good Cole. group on paper. It was yeah, a good group I like on paper. Cole. I like Cole Bishop. Uh, for, uh, for the most part, but I think you're right. I like his teammate. <laughs> we, we know that. 
<laughs> Doesn't count as a safety though when you're getting running back reps. And he right. didn't let me down. He didn't let me down. Safety, running back. Wasn't he in the slot too, Brian? Brian, quit, quit trying to curry favor with Paul over here. Yes. Sony, Sony Vaki is who we're talking about, the safety from Utah, the other safety yeah. who uh, plays multiple positions. All right. All right, let's tag Scott back in here. So, Scott, you're going to lead, baby, because this is you. This is, this, is, this is your baby. Number of players on the Senior Bowl roster drafted in round number one. Last year – I, I was had the lowest number. I predicted four. Shane had five. Scott had seven. Paul had six. It was two. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was rough. I'm always an optimist. I always go high. Four. <laughs> we're we're going to get more than two this year. You think so? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, does Vegas well, do, does Vegas do an over under on that one? I, I, I've never seen one. They must have a prop. Somebody must have Not a prop. Not for the senior one, on but uh, yeah. they'll have props on every position. Yeah, it's got to – All right, so Scott, lead us off. Number of senior bowlers going in round one. Well, leading off, I can't do my prices right thing and just wait for everybody else to bid. One higher. <laughs> one higher. That's, so right, that's right. You just got picked for contestants row, baby. So you had yeah. to go first. I gotta go first, so I don't know. I, I'm gonna put a place in the ground. I looked over the roster, and I'm gonna go with six. I don't know if that seems crazy high or low, so I'm interested to hear what you guys think. But I'm going with six. Out of you want name two, or should yeah. I? Uh, yeah, give us the six. Yeah, uh, I think I think we're gonna see a couple of the quarterbacks. I think Pendix is gonna get in there. I went with Bo Nix. I think he might sneak in there. Uh, the uh, Oregon State uh, off of the tackle, Fuaga. Um, I think that uh, the Oregon interior offensive lineman, I went with him sneaking into the back end of round one. Um, obviously, Latu from UCLA. And then Quinion Mitchell from Toledo was the other one I went with. So those are my six. Shane. Uh, I am going eight. I'm going to go eight. higher than Scott here. <laughs> I, that might I, be a first. That might be a first. And I don't even think the quarterbacks are going to go first round. But it's a possibility. So... I'm hedging a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm going high. I got made a Grapeco cocktail that I found online, uh, so maybe maybe that's swaying my decision. But um, yeah, I think Quinion Mitchell. Uh, I said on the on the pod two days ago. I think Darius Robinson in Missouri is a first round pick after this week. Um, he's he's played really well. I think Devontae Sweat maybe has a shot um, as the big nose tackle to maybe sneak in there. I like Chris Braswell to go. Latu obviously um, is there. I, I think there are a couple guys, you know, on the borderline um, outside of what Scott mentioned. I think there's some players on the border too that that could pop up into the first round. Uh, we talk like in Adisa Isaac from Penn State could sneak in there. Patrick Paul from Houston. I think Tyler Guyton's in from Oklahoma uh, for sure after this week, um, and then. You know, even wide receiver-wise, I wonder if we start to get some buzz for Lad McConkey or Roman Wilson, you know, to sneak into the first round. So I think eight feels good to me as a as it ends up, if, especially if one of those quarterbacks make it in. I think we could hit eight this year. How about it, Paul? Okay, I'm going to go high. Um, I was hoping to have 10, but it didn't work out. Uh, a couple of, couple of guys fell flat on their face. So I'm looking at Latu. 
I'm looking at a guy that I don't I don't like as much, but I've heard so much from Jeremiah and got Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. Um, Robinson, I think Knicks and Penix are going to go because everybody's going to get starved for quarterbacks. Braswell from Alabama, I actually like him better than Dallas Turner. Uh, Mitchell from Toledo, Fuaga, Oregon State, and Powers Johnson. Those are my nine. All right, I'm going to wrap her up here with seven. All right. Those seven are in order of numerical on the roster. Oh. Quinion Mitchell, Bo Nix, guy I'm saving for the next question, Laitu Latu, Jackson Powers Johnson, Tyler Guyton, and Talisay Fuaga are my seven. There you go. I can't oh, believe I had oh. the lowest number. Yeah, look, look, yeah. look at that. This I wanted first. to get your 10th in there, but a couple of guys really stunk this week. <laughs> it could have, like, I think 10 is in the wheelhouse, you know? And that would be, I think it was Nagy. Was it Nagy's first year as director? They had 10. That was like when Chris so. Lindstrom and some of those other linemen got in and, and padded it out a little bit. Yeah. And I, yeah, that would be a really good number. And yeah. I think the offensive line would be the group this year. Yes. It might sneak a couple of guys in there mm-hmm. to blow the number a little bit higher. Wasn't there yeah. one year about a decade ago, maybe 12 years ago, where like half, literally half the first round was like senior bowl guys? Wasn't it like 15 or 16 at one point? It's been a while, but yes. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. But yeah, so eight, yeah. uh, you know, getting close to 10 would be an outstanding year, I think. Yeah, I had I had circles by about four more, but it's like I think I, I, I pulled myself back. All right. Surprise name in round one. I'm going to start this baby off with just a zinger here. I left him off when I said, so I counted him in my seven. Because I think we're getting Kelvin Benjamin-ish with Johnny Wilson, wide receiver from Florida State. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. That's I need some odds on that one. That's a big one. If you if you hit that, Brian, I will, uh, you know, I'll buy you a grape <laughs> Wow! How about it, Shane? Uh, I mean, look, I think I think we all kind of had Darius Robinson in, but we talked about it on the pod. I mentioned, you know, I mentioned it on Wednesday, so I'll stick with it. I mean, I, I think Darius Robinson played his way into the first round defensive lineman out of Missouri, maybe as a shot to be an edge rusher, versatile dominant um I, I think we could be talking about you know a mid first round pick when all said and done and contending for d-line one in this class yeah scott yeah i'm, I'm struggling with this one a little bit and I, I guess like because of those quarterbacks you know they were on the fringe and i really think we're going to see a bunch of quarterbacks go late round one so i think there's going to be more quarterbacks in the first round so I want to say those quarterbacks, but I already uh, threw a couple in there that I think are going to be. So, um, you know what? I, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Lad McConkey. I just uh, – and it's good probably – it's, you know, it's, it's probably a long shot, but, man, he's a good player. And I might use him for a, a future category as well, but he's just one of those guys, right? You know what you're getting, and mm-hmm. he's going to come in and contribute right away. Um, so, 
I'm going with him. Okay. Paul, who's shocking the world on night one? Well, um, it would shock me too. Um, but you got to pick somebody. How about how about Jamari Thrash? He had a great week down here, and he was, to my knowledge, he still has posted the fastest playing speed that the computer spit out of any of the wide receivers this week. So, you know, he's almost six feet tall. It's not like he's a small guy. So what what the heck? Jamari Thrash at pick number 31 or something like that. That would be A.J. Jenkins-esque, like, if Jamari <laughs> Thrash gets in there. Throwback. Yeah. All right. So that was, to recap there, uh, Scott, normally the optimist, the lowest here with six. <laughs> Uh, I had seven, Shane had eight, Paul nine senior bowlers in the first round. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll know, and we'll talk about that on our live stream. Uh, April 25th, Scott, we're going to bring you back in. Paul will be in. I'll be in. Shane will be in. And a cast of others, uh, night one of the NFL draft as we live stream all 32 picks. All right. Over under 42 and a half of the top 100 picks are from this year's senior bowl. I think it's easy. Yeah, I, I could start. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Shane. Yeah, I, I think it's an easy over. Easy over 42 and a half. I, I counted 45, 46. So I didn't really know where to set this number. I, I initially well, wrote fair. down. I initially wrote down, was writing down 46 and a half, and I backed it down. So for, I, I'm also going to go over. Sign me up for the over. Um, and 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 really, it's just, too, it's like belief in Jim Nagy, right? I just know how hard Jim Nagy hustles, how plugged in he is. I think he's getting the information that he – when he's inviting guys, he's got a pretty good idea. So I'm not going to uh, bet against Jim and the information he's got. <laughs> yeah, this year he invited everybody. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you invite everybody, I guess, right? How about it, Paul? Okay, well, I'll tell you what then. I'm going the other way. I'll go slightly under. I'll go slightly under. I think some guys that were here this week – besides the ones even we mentioned, shot themselves in the foot big time. And I'm not convinced that any of them can come back strong enough at the combine to get back in there. So I'll take the under. All right. Traditionally speaking, day two is is a senior bowl day, isn't it? Yes. I mean, for the most yeah. part. It, it has been recently. All right. Big time. 138 players on the roster. Yep. Over under 113 and a half total drafted. Me? Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, okay. Go, Paul. Okay. I'm going to go, believe it or not, I'm going to go over on this one because I am one of the believers that uh, there is so little depth to this draft at almost every position that once you get past round four, it could be it could be a crapshoot on almost any player that's eligible out there, and if that's the case, then Jim having invited the whole world to come play in his game, he's got a good chance that it's going to go over that number because who the heck else is out there to take? 
I believe their record number of players is some somewhere around like 105 or something or 103. I thought I, it was I, a little higher than that. I thought it might it was like be. I, I would have to well, – I, I didn't research that. Uh, but, they, but they've never had this many guys. Right. right. In, right. You know. So uh, I am also going over uh, on the total. How about it, Scott? Yeah, I'm going over. And I'm more confident in this one, actually, than, than the top 100 just because – I think, too, because day three is a little weaker, I think teams are going to kind of revert to the guys they have the most confidence in, guys that they've seen up close and personal and they have a little bit more information on. So I think in a weak draft, that favors guys with a little bit more experience. And so I'm going to go over on that one. Which team has the most sixth and seventh round draft picks this year? Anybody know? Got a good guess? Because I'm thinking that's going to be a very unhappy team and they're going to be they're going to be in the trade market big time as day three rolls around. Yeah. I mean, one I, of those old drafts where they draft 13 guys and cut eight of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A Bill Belichick draft. Yeah, San, I mean, San Francisco is four comp picks. So I would imagine they're, they're up Some there. Some of those are early. I no, think, four on day three, four of them on yeah, day three. Yeah. So um, the Jets have three comp picks in day, on round seven. So they can just okay hit it. I, you know, I'll go under, I'll switch it up. And, and here's why. I think the tight end class is garbage. I don't think uh, you might only have one tight end, maybe uh, two tight ends in this game get drafted. Yeah. I think the running back group, as much as I like them this week, uh, running back's going to fall in this draft. I think a couple of them go undrafted. I think a couple of the quarterbacks don't get drafted from the right. game. You know, I think we can get up to 12 to 15 just in some of these weaker positions. And then all it takes is, you know, we always have a couple randoms fall. So I, I, I think, actually think this is a really good number that you set, Brian. I think 113 and a half is a good number. I'll go under just to be just to be different. All right. So now this these two questions here, we ne we're never going to get right because the offensive defensive rookie of the years generally speaking, like I said, are not going to come from this game. This game, yeah. Uh, but it's a fun exercise. Like I said, last year, nobody had Puka Nakua down, and he's going to finish second in the Rookie of the Year balloting, I assume, So um, behind C.J. Stroud. Um, Look, Paul gave it to both of them because he couldn't decide, so. That's Paul caught Paul copped out in our in the in his article. So. Yeah, <laughs> coward. All right. So, I tell you, is, I tell you what I feel. Who is the offensive rookie of the year? Senior Bowl players only. How about it, Shane? Oh, okay. I, I get to start. Look, I get the, kind of the pick. I mean, um, I won't. I won't take the low hanging fruit. I guess the I'm easy going fruit. to. Uh, that's fine, you guys. You know, I'll leave that for the three of you to take the quarterbacks. But I'm going to go with uh, one of the best players at the Senior Bowl this whole entire week, and that's Roman Wilson. I think Roman Wilson could win Offensive Rookie of the Year, the wide receiver from Michigan, who I think has played himself into being a top 50 pick. Uh, versatile, if he goes to a system that feeds him the ball a lot, uh, I think Roman Wilson could be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Okay. I will take said low-hanging fruit and go with Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. That wouldn't have been my pick. Uh, I... Say question. Has there ever been an offensive lineman 
that was no. NFL offensive. That hasn't, has there ever? No, no, I didn't think so. Okay, then I'll try to find the Pukanakua of this year, okay? How about – oh, he's better than that. How about Malachi Corley? He could catch a lot of balls depending on who drafts him, and he's going to get a ton of yards after catch. That's fair. The Yak King, he calls himself on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. His Instagram it. handle, Yak King. I like Malachi Corey. Got a lot. It's hard, like I said, we, we talked about it earlier. It's hard not to comp him to Debo Samuel just in his body size and the way he plays. He's a running back at playing wide He's receiver. Wide receiver. Mm-hmm. If you look at him. Yeah. Scott, go ahead. I'm going to take a piece of that low hanging fruit as well. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Pennis. Michael Penix and and uh, I mean I think he's I think he's got as much upside as any of those second tier quarterbacks and obviously he's got to stay healthy but um, you know if he can stay healthy I think the upside is there for him to really be a special player so I'm gonna go with Penix there all right all right let's 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 go off off kilter here so me me and Scott here took the low-hanging fruit what team does Michael Penix win Rookie of the Year for Scott? Uh, I mean, I tell you what, living here in Minnesota, there's a lot of Vikings fans that have their eye on him. I can tell you that. I don't know if it's at their first pick or trade back into the first round, but that would be a pretty darn good situation. That, yeah, that, that that that's the one, right? I mean, that's the situation. I, I, I will say, the good purple. Bo, Bo Nix replaces Geno Smith as the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks and wins. That'd be a good one too. Fair well, it could be. Yeah, that could be. All right. I'm going to let everybody else go first to see if I have to change mine. So, defensive rookie of the year from the Senior Bowl. Go ahead, Scott. I'm going to go with Quinion Mitchell. Uh, Just everything I've heard about him is that he's kind of checking every box. He's passing all the tests. And, um, you know, there's just a lot to like about him. So, I'm going to go with Quinion Mitchell for uh, my pick. Go ahead, Paul. Um, I I think it's a roll of the dice because of his background, but given the position he plays and how well he handles that, I'll take Latu. Oh, you know, yeah. he, he could he could lead. You know, he could have <laughs> fifteen plus sacks for the season if he's healthy. Go ahead, Shanks. I got to find somebody else. Well, well, did you not think that the two picks were going to be Latu and Mitchell? Did you not? You know, uh, yeah, I mean, you know how much I love Mitchell. I, I would have been all over that. I, I'm going to go with Adisa Isaac, the edge rusher from Penn State. I think he has the ability to have some big sack numbers, even if it's not, you know, a tremendous, uh, tremendous overall season. He's not going to be Micah Parsons. But I think if, if it ends up a weak statistical defensive class like this, this current rookie class, People are struggling to get a defensive rookie of the year here. I, I think uh, Isaac is an interesting choice. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not even sure how high he gets drafted to to get him even in this conversation. But I, I'm not going to go with an edge guy here. I'm going to go with a linebacker. I'll go with Peyton Wilson from NC State, just because if he depending on his system team, he might put up some some high tackle numbers or something, maybe get some yeah. stacks in there and all that. But that's uh, solid. solid. All right. 
This question was not asked last year. I, I <laughs> want to say we did this um, a few years ago, Paul. I think when we, we were with uh, the Everett's and uh, somebody else. I can't remember who else it was. One player that's playing in the Senior Bowl game that you think will be on a UFL roster in 2025. Uh, yeah, I can start if you want. I go can, ahead, Shane. I can break Scott's heart, I guess. I'll. God, I'll don't, you're gonna do I'll, it. I'll, I was I'll, gonna I'll, do it. I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back later for him. But I'm gonna take Sam Hartman. God, that's as what I, was, the... that's what I had broke down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was going to do it too. Nah. Yeah, Come on, like, that's that's too easy. Well, well, you know, look, I mean, I mean, you know, look. Before this week, I would have said Carter Bradley, but I he outplayed Hartman by. I won't a say mile. Carter Bradley for the sheer fact his dad's Gus Bradley, and he's yeah. NFL tied in. He's, he'll be yeah, in, he'll be on somebody's practice squad for yeah. years. So I'll, I'll take. I, I I don't think Hartman gets drafted now, and. Uh, I think it's very possible that a starting quarterback position in the UFL is a better better spot for him. It could be. I was I may go with Hartman too because that was my pick. I had written that down, and um, and it hurts me as a, a Notre Dame fan. But um, you know, my logic is just obviously it's got to be somebody who's a fringe prospect whose teams might not be willing to or might be willing to give up on a year from now, even if it's uh, even if they are a late round pick. Um, and Sam Hartman, obviously, he's got a great college pedigree, played at Notre Dame. He's going to be a guy that can maybe help a UFL team sell tickets a little bit. And there's enough there that they can convince themselves into him. So I'm going to go with Sam Hartman. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I'll go with Sam. Go ahead, Paul. Okay. Well, listen, Hartman is such a low-hanging fruit. He's on the ground rotting. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll give you one. Joe Milton. Well, there you go. Okay. Tennessee, you know, and he may even get drafted late and be in an NFL camp. But I'll say this, Joe Milton. I think they're going to ship him out the UFL. easily. You know, <laughs> he's so toolsy, though. Isn't somebody going to be keep him around for a couple years on a practice squad? I think so. Yeah, that because I thought be. about him too, but, but he you know, still like, could be starting in the UFL. You know, like Brian said, that's what he should be doing in the yeah. spring. I'm going to be practical here. Um, oh, I'm going to just take a running back that I don't think is going to be on a roster uh, after training camp. And I'm going to say Imani Bailey, the running back from TCU. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Like I can change, like I can change mine. We can give Scott Sam Hartman. I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take Travis Glover, the offensive tackle from Georgia state, who I don't think deserve to be at the senior bowl at all. So, <laughs> I think he's going to be working in a warehouse for fans. <laughs> <They're like>, UFL, <laughs> 323 pound guy. You could just plug him right in there in the UFL. I thought he had some good reps in the one on ones, but you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've had a lot of fun with this one in the past, including celebrating in the press box when it happened One guaranteed thing that will happen during the 2024 Senior Bowl game. I'll start out here because I saw this all week in practice. This feels this feels good to me. We will see one center quarterback exchange lead to a turnover for the defense. At least one. Okay. That's, you know, 
That's hmm. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. It happens to this. So yeah, I, I yeah. when I when I heard that, I went I went right back to Tim Tebow's first practice at the Senior Bowl. Speaking of Tebow, didn't he like fumble like three of his first four snaps in his first <laughs> practice or something like that? Because these guys, these guys have never taken a snap under center, and it happened all week. Pratt fumbled at least three or four different times. Rattler's the only one I think that's had any pro style offense at all in his college career, and that was the last two years. So. He was the only one that really didn't have any issues with the exchange. Pratt did, Knicks did, Penix did. Um, it was it was interesting, and it always is, to be honest, especially nowadays. Go ahead, Shane. So Bonix is going to play in the game, right? Are we, we yes, okay. I, I feel good about that. Feel good about that. Uh, I say Bonix runs for a touchdown in the game. That's my guarantee. Bonix runs, runs for, for a, a TD. Yep. He's going to scramble one out and just take off because that's all he's got. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, I'll take a, a low-hanging one here. We always pick on somebody. Joe Milton throws more interceptions than touchdown passes. Milton throws more, more, interceptions, more interceptions than TD. Than TDs. All right. That feels good. I am going to go with there will be a Lad McConkey touchdown. It's good. It's a good one. Lad McConkey anytime touchdown. Yep. What would you uh what would you prop that out, Shane? Well, plus I'm, what? Well plus plus two hundred, I think is good. Maybe plus one fifty. That's good. All right. So there you go. One guaranteed thing that will happen during the twenty twenty four senior bowl. All right. Here we go. This is where we get how did we do in this last year? Did anybody get close? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what was our, our – I don't remember what the final year. score of this game was. None of us got yeah, it right. I don't remember either. Uh, but none of us got it right. I know that. 27 to 10. The national team National won, right? team won. Okay. Right. So I oh, had yeah. the American team winning 24 to 14. Paul had the American team winning 24 to 17. Scott had the North team winning 17 to four, uh, the national team 17 to 14. And Shane had the national team winning 10 to 7. So Scott, Scott's yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Right. That's okay. So, um, I'll start here and I'll say this. Until the last few days, <laughs> I would have taken the national team all day long. I, I just thought they had a much larger talent disparity. At this point now, it's a numbers game. Yeah. <laughs> I think the American team has the depth. At this point, to win this game, I'm going to say American team wins this game 24 to 17. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to take the high end. I'm taking the national team in this one. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be relatively high scoring with a good offensive lineman. Uh, I'm going to go national team 28, American team 24. Woo. You're right. That's high scoring. That'll be good for good for the crowd. Fans, the sold out yeah. crowd out there. Yeah, they'll deal. sell some tickets for next year if they can score. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, I'm going to go national 27, American 10. And the only thing that gives me a little pause there is because it seems like whenever we criticize one of the coaching staffs for like not doing a good job or oh they didn't take advantage of the practice. That team would play well it, on you. Like, oh, yeah, they're yeah. awful. And they, you know, you know it's funny you say that because as much install 
that they were doing the last two days of practice, they ought to be fundamentally sound for this game. You might be onto something there. I, and, and man, there's nothing more frustrating than standing there watching them like not action on the senior bowl practice sidelines. I mean, just drives me nuts when they spend too much time doing special teams or too much time just like doing calisthenics or it's like that's valuable time that everyone made to down there. You know, that's money time when that, when that practice whistle goes off. I want to see action from start to finish. So one of my most frustrating things at the senior bowl was slow practices. It sounded like you had a one or two of those, Brian, with the American squad. Back-to-back days, awful. Yesterday was just I, – I, I figure – I'm estimating here, and I might even – this might even be low. Of the 120 minutes of practice, I think that we might have had 80 minutes of action. Or, uh, I just don't understand it. It's wasteful. I just don't understand the logic behind that. You know, it's I mean, why not get as much as you can on tape in that time you have? Yeah. To me, it's overcoaching. You know, these guys are assistants – from all over the place. And, you know, this is their chance to up their stock, uh, or at least they say that. Um, and I think they just don't, yeah, I think they just overcoach. I was watching the game, the practice on Tuesday, and I don't know if they switched who was, uh, you know, calling plays for the offense for the American team. But it was like on every play, the quarterback's coming out of the huddle and he's yelling over to his offensive coordinator or the play caller, what was the formation or what was this or that? It's overdone. Um, I think we're looking at I'll be I'll be a reasonably optimistic because if the offenses don't score, the defenses will. Um, but I think it's more like 19 to 16. It's going to be an odd score. Um, could be a safety in this game, something of that nature. And I agree with what Brian said. I would have told you. In fact, I did. The first thing I wrote on the Tuesday practice was, geez, it's not even close. The national squad has incredibly more talent than the American squad. So I guess I ought to be smart for a change and say, 1917 or uh, national 1917 or 1916 19 1916 that's right i wanted it to be a real so you you brought up maybe a safety and i'm like well they don't kick off right so or anything like that but tory taylor's the punter for the national team yes although and if he drops one he he dropped a couple inside the five yesterday in practice He got so better. If he, if he drops one of those in there, and then Joe Milton's the quarterback that trots out for the American team. Oh, look out, baby. Look out. <laughs> Joe's gonna mess it up. That's my feeling. All right. So I got I'm the only one going with the uh the home team here, the American team winning uh 24 17. Uh Shane National 28-24, Paul National 1916, Scott National 27 to 10. All right. So, with that being said, that brings us to who wins the Senior Bowl Offensive MVP of the game. Generally speaking, this would come from the winning team, right? Well, yeah. Generally speaking, we can hedge our bets, though. So I'll hedge exactly. Let me go. I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets, and I'm gonna pick somebody from the other team. Give me Spencer Rattler. Give me Spencer. 
How you take the whole? How you take the home team pick away from me, Scott? Uh, Paul. I I'm sorry. We, we knew I was straight going homer. No, on this I thought you'd be too embarrassed to pick another target. You know, another. You he, he got another South Carolina Gamecock to pick, Brian. Don't I you do worry. not. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He's not. He's not playing. <laughs> I do he's not, not playing the game. Never mind. So, well, you got Bell. I mean, that's that's almost a Gamecock. Jeez, you know, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll pick somebody else. But uh, go ahead, Scott. Well, actually, I was going to pick Spencer Rattler too, so I was going to sneak in and grab it from you too, Brian. So you weren't getting him either way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, quarterbacks just because they're going to touch the ball a lot, but but not necessarily the best quarterbacks. Like in all my no. years going the Senior Bowl, there were occasions. I think Daniel Jones maybe won game MVP, but by and large, it was like one of the lesser known quarterbacks. It seems like. That when they won MVP, but um, but since uh, Paul already Davis Spencer Webb. Rattler <laughs> won Davis MVP Webb. of this game, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know I, you know what I'm going to do just because there's been so much smack against Joe Milton, I'm going Joe Milton. I think he's going <laughs> to yeah. get a bomb. Yeah. There you go. Let's let's show Joe Milton a little love. Stick up for somebody. There you go. Yeah. Show off that big arm, 95 yard touchdown when he gets pinned down. Inside he the might five. run for one. He might there run for one. You know, a tush push. We had a nice run of Daniel Jones and then Justin Herbert the next year of MVP. That's true, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, before those two was Davis Webb and Kyle Laletta, so it's fine. And I just forgot about Kyle Laletta. Christian Ponder and – Did both of those get drafted by the Giants? Yes, and Daniel Jones, the very next one, too. All three, three in a row. That's right. got a tight. Yeah. And none Uh, of them worked. (laughs) You, you want to go next, Brian, or you, you want me to go ahead? You go ahead. Uh, I, I'm you know, what? I'm gonna take a former game cock here. I'm gonna take Marshawn Lloyd for offensive MVP. Has had I a like great it. week, I think. Uh, big running by the national team. So, since I had my Bo Nix guarantee prediction, I think I'll go Lloyd for this one. My, my only hesitation on a running back is there's five of them on each team. That's, that's, my, fair. that's, that's fair. my only hesitation on picking a running Got to break position. a big one. So I'm going to go with the wide receiver because of all the positions that have gotten mashed this week, wide receivers got hit hard on both teams. So yep. there may be only four to five wide receivers on each squad, if my math is correct here. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go opposite of, of the – I think he's opposite. Hold on. You might be on the American team. I can't remember. Uh, this is uh, great radio uh, here. Uh, 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 no, no, he is on the national team. All right. Malachi Corley, Western Kentucky. There you go. Brian, you plus, 90 plus yards total offense, and he gets a touchdown. You want to guess the last time a wide receiver has won MVP of the game? It's probably going to not be great for me. Jerry Rice. Snorris Moss. He wasn't here. Yeah, what's Snorris Moss? Two thousand six. Really? Two thousand six. <laughs> Look at Scott Snorris. I don't. Even, that's sad. It's one ran well. Two thousand two before that. I can't do math, but I know that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs math? You can, take, you can take Scott out of the draft business, but you can't take the draft business out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. He's sneaky. So. Defensive MVP of the Senior Bowl, and so so I don't get sniped here. I'm going to go first go and take and take Shane's guy, Darius uh, Robinson, the uh, 
edge rusher, defensive lineman from Missouri. We'll call it a one and a half sacks, uh, three tackles for loss. I like it. I, I am going to take a Golden Domer. I'm going to go Cam Hart, two interceptions in the game. He was good this week, Scott. Yeah. He looked yeah, good. I thought he you were going to take my guy, Shane. That's not who I was going to take, but. I, 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 had two, I had two of them on my list, so I was. Yeah. I was we'll see yeah. if I pick the other one. Yeah. He surprised me. Should I go next? So, so I'm going to go yeah. with the Golden Domer, too. I got to show some love for my Irish, especially after I backed over Sam Hartman with the bus earlier with the <laughs> UFL thing. So I'm going to go with Maris Leofau. That is who I had on my list. Okay, I just, I'm just intrigued by him. I think he's going to be a better pro than college player. Um, just, he had he had a tough time finding a fit in college. He's got some tweener traits, but he's got decent size and length. He's just fast enough. He can pass rush. He's got pretty good range. So I think he's the type of guy, maybe he gets a tackle for a loss, a sack, you know, punch tackles. So I'm going to go with Maris Leofau. Go Irish. That actually covers this week than I thought he would be. Yeah. Yeah, actually, like JG, JD Bertrand this week, too, I thought was a vocal leader, you know, showed some things. So he was voted, Bertrand was voted best linebacker, best linebacker. Uh, by his, uh, by the running backs and tight ends of the national team. He had some surprising GPS times, too, right? He was moving pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Paul. Okay. I'm going out of left field on this one, but this guy really impressed me. And, he may just turn it loose. Austin Booker, yeah. edge rusher from Kansas. I think he's the youngest kid in the game, isn't he? I think so. I think it's if not, him. it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Started at Minnesota, Scott. I know that so means one of us. you being a domer, but you know, <laughs> hey, he looked after the first day. He was absolutely excellent. He was fast. His film is impressive. Like, I went back and watched, and I was like, well, how did I miss this guy? You know, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I missed this earlier, but on the uh, lower on coming in, uh, Brian said Theo Johnson. He's higher on him now leaving this week. Mm -hmm. It's it's nice to be the best tight end when the rest of them are There you go. By somebody's and there's got opportunity at that position, right? It sounds like he's the guy who took advantage of that weak tight end class and maybe yeah. made himself some money, right? Yeah, the best tight end this week isn't a tight end if that <laughs> says anything. So, Jaheim Bell was the best of that entire group, and I don't even think it was remotely close. I thought you were gonna say Johnny Wilson since he's going in the first round. Johnny Wilson's a receiver, man. A receiver. <laughs> a receiver. I don't right. love that. That's right. And so is and Bell's an H back. Okay. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> Final thoughts on everything we've said tonight. Talked about the senior bowl the, the entire week before we get to the game tomorrow. Um Paul. Per unfortunately, per usual, for the last however many years, and I don't think it's going to change soon. The uh, the most disappointing aspect of the game for me has become the acceptances. Uh, versus, sorry, we got a BP out there, Scott. Uh, Paul, we can't we can't talk about that. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. 
I'm, okay. just, I'm just kidding, Paul. It's you know <laughs> the acceptances versus the guys who actually play here on Saturday. And I mean, last year I think it was an embarrassment because even some of the guys that stayed and suited up, they just stood on the sideline the whole game, never came in. That's an absolute insult, I think. The the the, the best story I heard about that was Jaron Hall, the quarterback for BYU, got on the plane and didn't even tell anybody he left. He just left. They 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 went looking for him. He's like he's gone. NFL starter Jaron Hall, you know, still got drafted. The NFL doesn't care, and that's starts, that's you know that's the problem, and that, that that's the problem. With yeah. with the with with or fixing it, I should say, if you want to try to fix it, the NFL doesn't care. Right, they, they show that because they that there's no punishment. It's like when everybody when the when McCaffrey and Fournette opted out of the bowl game for the first time, and they both went drafted got drafted in the top ten. The NFL showed they didn't care. Jamar Chase sat out an entire year, said screw it, I'm not playing. Drafted the top five. The NFL doesn't care. If you can play, that's all the NFL cares about. That and that's that's the truth. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. I think but, so. I mean it's it sucks for the game. I think I think the number last year was something like 37 or 38 players that started the week of practice didn't play. I, the number's high this year. I'll just say that I'm trying not to get in trouble anymore. So look, as Brian said, maybe they gotta bring back uh paying the guys that win the game, you know. Yeah, you gotta make it maybe. a big number, but something yeah, I'm just gonna say the, the number's gotta be a lot higher than the two thousand that, that they I don't think they can make it big enough to move the to make the risk worth it for the guys that are yeah. If the, if the senior bowl gives them a thousand dollars either, it might put us <laughs> into a higher tax bracket already. <laughs> Shane, uh, I tell you what. I was going to say, Brian, before we close, I, I just I got a question for you, one final question. So All you've right. been going to the Senior Bowl now a bunch. You've got a bunch of them under your belt. You've seen the way they've gone in the past. What was the big biggest difference this year, whether it's something the way it was run, whether it was like maybe some vibe? Like what, what was like this year's personality of the Senior Bowl? What, give us some insight into that. It's, it's hard for me to say because I, I approached it a little bit different how I usually do. I, I I've gotten myself in trouble by trying to watch too much at one time yep. in the past. And so this year I went in with a plan of, I'm just going to watch these positions this day, these positions this day, these positions this day, and then supplement it. Cause I knew I was going to get access. I knew I was going to have access to the practice state. So it's like, I knew I could just go back and do that and watch the rest. So instead of just trying to distract myself, I did that. And, just basically trying to just piece to get most of uh, doing a lot of prep for the radio broadcast tomorrow, uh, which if you're listening to this and we're going to, uh, we're going to tweet it out from the draft countdown account tomorrow. I have a post up on draft countdown. You can, you'll be able to go there and link. You can listen to the game live uh, at one Eastern noon central, actually, actually at 1145 central, 1245 Eastern. We're doing, we're going to start the pregame show. It's a iHeart radio download the iHeartRadio app and search 99, uh, 99.5 Sports Radio Sports Talk. And you can listen to myself on the broadcast along with Randy Kennedy and Pat Greenwood. We're going to be doing the broadcast in the Senior Bowl Live. Listen to it that way. I'm not saying that we'll be better than Andrew Siciliano and Daniel Jeremiah and Charles, uh, Davis. Charles Davis, but I'm saying we're going to be better than those guys. That's what I'm saying. I was going to say, I'll say it if you don't want to. 
<laughs> yeah. I can't wait. And, and 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 if you want to watch the game still, and if you just pause your uh, television for like a minute and a half, you should be able to catch up with the uh, stream or whatever, because the stream will, uh, uh, as anybody knows, watch, listen to anything on streams lag. So, and you can should be able to sync up the TV with the broadcast. It'd be great. So that, that's 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 the what's changed for me over the last few years. For is just doing the radio as well. But my fourth year. Yeah, you do a great job every year, Brian. I always look forward to listening to it, and and because you talk about the players, right? It's what you do all year long. You like know these guys, and um, you know, if you really love the draft, like anybody who's listening to this does, you want to listen to Brian's insight, not the one for everybody else. What I love is it ends up being a three-hour infomercial for Draft Countdown. Is what it essentially ends up being. (laughs) Love it. How about it, Shane? Wrap it up. My final thoughts is I think the roster's only going to get bigger from here. Uh, we have the biggest roster we've ever had at the Senior Bowl. I think we're seeing uh, – we shouldn't talk about it, but I, you know, we're seeing so many players opt out of the game. I, th- I think we, it keeps getting bigger. And it's a way for the Senior Bowl to squeeze out the Shrine and squeeze out these other All-Star games by continuing to increase the roster, guaranteeing they have enough players for the game. And honestly, for me, it's good. Like, I like it. I get to watch more players play against better players. Um, so that, that that's my kind of takeaway with this big roster. I think it was a resounding success to have this many players at the game. I don't know wh- if you guys feel differently, but uh, if, if that's the case, why not add 10 more? Why not 15 more? I think it's going to continue increasing. Yep. So I, I, I'm good with it if that's what it takes. But. Yeah, I, I, the more, more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. And, and you know, the, I mean, it's always – I mean, the first years we went down there, Paul, you know how it was. It was like the, the eve of the senior bowl, we get a list like, oh, this player dropped out, this player dropped out. And it wasn't – I mean, I understand those decisions. If it were me, I might too. You know, if I'm going to be a top five pick, top ten pick, the ones that frustrated me – were the ones where guys had a chance to compete and really help themselves and move up. And then when they didn't play, that's the ones that frustrated me the most. So, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously there's some, it's, it's a good decision. You know, the, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze, right? The, the reward isn't worth the risk, but my it, it's, it the ones that frustrate me are the ones where like, it's a missed opportunity. Yep. All right. So we're going to cut this, this, this party off now. We got to cut Shane off. He's getting drunk, treeping his drinking his uh grape. Well, no, I think it's going well. It's going well. <laughs> um, and we and we've seen Shane drunk. You don't want to see it, people. I, I, no, I, you I'm do not. I personally have never seen it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for the uh, the annual Grape Coast Senior Bowl Draft Party. Here uh, we have we had fun with these predictions. Like I said, and we'll. Uh, Shane will on the podcast next Wednesday. We'll, we'll we'll go back over the ones, the game specific ones, and see how we did. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that then. But um, as always, if you're new to, if you've come across this on YouTube, you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and uh, you'll get um, and the notification bell so you get notified when we go live each and every week. And I'll be on here uh, solo tomorrow night after the game, uh, doing a quick recap uh, show of how how the game went. And again, like I said, uh, go ahead and download that iHeartRadio app and uh, get prepared. You can listen to the game tomorrow. Uh, if you listen to this on an audio 
platform, be it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. Go ahead and give us a five-star review there. Share it out with your friends as well. Follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Howell. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scott Wright MN. Is that right? That's it. And follow Paul on, we'll try to follow Paul on Twitter at Pigskin Paul. (laughs) Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown and go to draftcountdown.com for all of your NFL draft needs. For Shane, for Scott, for Paul, I'm Brian. Good night, everybody.